Hey guys, I've been wanting to talk a little bit more about the Raw Talk Challenge because A, it was one of the most incredible experiences for me because I did something along with you that was really meaningful and really supportive of my body and I loved it. I loved making a raw fruit bowl in the morning. I loved making a salad for myself in the middle of the day. The Raw Talk Challenge, for those of you who don't know, was a challenge that I imparted on all of you amazing listeners for us to together have one raw meal a day and to say something raw and authentic once a day, whether to ourselves, someone else, write it in a journal. And I just want to recap and say that it really was an amazing month and it was really awesome for me to be continuously tuning in and asking, is there something that I'm not clear about? Is there something that I'm not being totally honest about? Do I feel uncomfortable in my body right now because I could be more authentic in some way in this moment with the person that's standing across from me, with myself and my own needs? It's a really powerful practice. And even if you didn't have a chance to join us in the Raw Talk Challenge, I really encourage you to do this more often in your own life in some way. Having the raw meal as an accompaniment was a great addition because what that did for me, just from my own personal experience, was it gave me a moment to do something for myself to actively make myself a meal that was nutritious and satiating and nourishing. I made decisions about what I wanted to be a part of that meal, which ingredients, how I wanted it to taste. It wasn't so much about the health component because that was already built in. This is a raw meal. It was really just about tuning into creating something for myself that was life generating and nourishing and satiating. And it was wonderful. One of my favorite meals that I made almost every day of this challenge was uh, I chopped up some banana, a peach, avocado, um, and a grapefruit. And I kind of made a fruit salad, but I also squeezed some of the grapefruit juice on top of the fruit. And then I added a tablespoon of flax seeds. And I got this idea from Alyssa Vitti from Flow Living, who's an amazing person and puts out amazing content. Just in case you haven't heard of her yet, go tune into her. This is an unsponsored shout out, but I do love her. So I learned some amazing things about food, about myself, and I really took a month to continuously challenge myself to be authentic, honest, raw in my interactions. I challenged myself to have those uncomfortable conversations with people. I challenged myself to be present with myself and to just be true and authentic to what I was feeling. And when I did that, I recognized that there are a lot of instances where I might have I may have felt uncomfortable in the past just because I was afraid of just being in my own space. And and telling myself, okay, let's have an authentic conversation, comma, with self was an opportunity to say, hey, you know, yeah, you did feel uncomfortable in these types of situations because you felt like you had to please everyone or you had to do something for everyone or someone else. And being really clear and really quiet with myself, just giving myself those few moments to reflect gave me so much insight. And often facing that dragon, facing that fear, facing that discomfort 
brings you to a new level of confidence and understanding that you can be in a place of discomfort and you can bypass it by being authentically who you are, by speaking authentically on your own behalf, by fulfilling your needs authentically. And so if I could continue this Raw Talk Challenge forever, I think I would because it was really amazing. If you guys want to see some of the highlights, you can go check it out on my Instagram page. Um, It was a lot of fun. So thank you for all of you who joined in. And I'm going to be picking someone to give a special gift to. Um, It's between two people. So I'm going to have my assistant pick and we're going to be releasing the winner soon. Okay, so in this episode, I have one of my really, really good friends, Emily, on the show. And Emily and I met five years ago when I just opened Raw Republic and We had an instant friendship because she was interested in the same things that I was interested in. She was one of a very small group of people that I felt we could be in this nutrition landscape with, discovering, learning together, doing cleanses together, cutting out sugar together. We did it all. And Emily also started working for me here at Raw Republic and then decided to go to culinary school, raw culinary school actually, and eventually came back and created some amazing recipes that we still have at Raw Republic. She created almost entirely our made-to-order menu, which is freaking fabulous. My favorite smoothie right now that I'm drinking is the Magic. I have different ones at different times. I also had a Leaf and Serene today, which was another really good one, but the Mud Magic, just so I can give you an idea of how magical some of Emily's creations are. It it has cacao, coconut milk, cashews, mesquite, ginger, dates, and pink salt, and a couple of other adaptogenic herbs. Oh my God, it's so good. If you have a chance to come try it out at Raw Republic, I highly encourage you to do so. And if not, you can check out some of Emily's other creations as she has her own Glow Flow Chefs company. And she's making amazing recipes with amazing adaptogenic blends. So definitely go check out her site after you finish listening to this podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And this podcast is all about connection. It's about connecting with a friend. It's about connecting through difficult times in her life, in my life. It's about the trials that we've gone through together over the past five years and individually. And I loved recapping this with Emily. And I know that you're going to find so much value in her story. She, like many other people, grew up thinking, okay, I have to work as hard as possible. I have to be that successful person that my parents think has achieved something. I have to live in New York. I have to you know, grind my body into the ground. I have to do, 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 do it, make it happen. That was so much her personality. And over the past five and a half years that I've known Emily, she's unwinded that instinct to do, do, do to greater take care of herself, to be more of her light and shine more of her light in this world instead of feeling that constrictive, action-oriented impulse that was just programmed into her from where, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. So I know that so many of you are going to relate to this story, to our friendship, and to the journey of one hell, well, Hellness is actually what I said, but I'm going to go with wellness, wellness journey to another. I hope you enjoy the story. 
You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Food, snacks, and we're live. Yay! I've been wanting to introduce you to Raw Talk people for so long. Oh, good. Well, I'm so glad to be here. This is one of my best friends, Emily. Just um, for those of you who haven't seen on my Instagram or Instagram stories, she owns Glow Flow Chefs, and she does so many other things that we're going to get into. But just to give you an idea, we've been, we have, for some reason, I have our anniversary on my calendar. Our anniversary of uh, of us meeting. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) It was like like July something, maybe like five years ago. Oh my God, funny. What is that from? I can't remember what it would be. I mean, I feel like it maybe, but you wouldn't have written down us meeting because you had no idea what was going to happen. I do. I do. I did write down. You're like, this girl's going to be in my life? No, I think that I wrote down when we were meeting because we were meeting at Del Fuego. Oh. And so it says like meet Emily at Del Fuego. And then from there, I want to say that did you quit a job? And then you were like, okay, well, I need to start working at Raw Republic because I don't, because this is what I, I like doing and I'm quitting a job. I think that, so I, since my time being back in New Orleans, I haven't had like a full-time role that I ever quit, but I think that it was, I, I was doing like consulting work. Remember I was still doing some like public relations stuff. Um, and I decided, yeah, I wanted to stop that. And so that's when I think that, yeah, mm-hmm. we talked and I was like, I want to be more involved in Raw Republic. Um, right. So I think you had just c- gotten back from New York. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds right. And you were trying to devote s- time to healing. Yeah. In or some just, way. Uh, well, yes, my healing, my healing journey with health. Um, and I mean, it was like everything that I was into. I was just so into health. And mm-hmm. it was funny when I, I like I will never forget when I walked by raw republic because I was living with my dad. You remember I was living like yeah. with my mom and mm-hmm. stepdad and then slash my <laughs> dad and stepmom, yep. um, which is by here. So I was walking by and I had been so into juicing in New York and saw, and the building I think was still in construction, but there was like a sign, or I, can, I just can't remember what it was, but something yeah. maybe, or maybe I heard that a juice bar was coming and I was like, no, I'm going to be part of this place. Yeah. yeah. And so then, yeah, I, yeah, I started coming in. It was so weird to me. I guess not weird, but I felt, I've always felt like, oh my God, I had an edge because I had an idea of the juice business when I was here working in marketing before I moved to New York to like research it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, how am I going to win this competition? Yeah. Like of being the first whatever. Now I could care less, honestly, about totally. the competition and what everyone else is doing in in the industry because it's become so much more than that to mm-hmm. me. But and and I don't even like competition. That's yeah. not who I am. I, I don't like competition. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, I was very motivated to like do something before I was 25 and then have it be that. But anyway, um, so why did you, again, like what, what made you say like screw it to the public relations stuff in New York? Um, so, yeah, it's a... I'm like, how in-depth am I going to go into this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, 
I guess, I mean, I'll start. So I, I started doing public relations. I majored in it. I did it in Atlanta for a while mm-hmm. and I was good at it. And it was awesome. It was, um, it was like a, a corporate environment. I liked that at the time. And, and so then I decided, well, I'm going to move to New York to the headquarters and do this like on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, from the beginning in New York, it, it was so hard. It was, I mean, it was like, oh, even when I look back at my time in Atlanta, like it just, it never came that easy to me. I feel like I was always there late nights, but I still was doing, you know, well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when I got to New York, it was just, I was just blown away by how it, everything felt hard. The clients were so condescending, like everything they expected of you was, it just felt like difficult. And it felt like I was never doing a good enough job. Um, yeah. So I just like pushed and pushed. Yeah. And and just continued to be, I was, I was so stressed out every day. But so I stayed with that company, um, for a while. And then I continued just to be very stressed out. And so then I, I changed to a smaller company thinking like, oh, well, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's gotta be that office. With, with the feeling of like, I have to pay rent in New York. Like totally. I, I can't even, I can't not even imagine moving apartments in New York. Yeah. I don't even think I could handle that. No. I mean, everything in New York is hard. It's, it's yes. like every single thing. Yeah. And I loved it. I mean, I will tell you, I like on the social side of it, I adored it. And I mean, I definitely was combating the stress by just like going out with friends and drinking. Yeah. And, and then I would just go into work every Monday, just exhausted. Jesus. But anyway, so- I bounced around. I mean, I went to a smaller agency, same thing. I just felt like I was being knocked down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for my whole life, I had been good at like most things I ever did. Like I was, I made- <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, and I, and I grew up like in a family of perfectionists. It was, it was like, I always had to be good. Wait, is everything. this your family? Your <laughs> Yeah. I can see it my in dad. your mom, but is your dad like <gasps> that too? Oh my God. He's a perfectionist? And critical. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good combination. Very critical. Um, <laughs> I'm like, he, if he hears this, he wouldn't take offense to it. <laughs> very, because he knows. Oh, it's so known. Okay. Yeah, he's like a very critical lawyer. Um, so sorry, Dad. Um, but anyway, so no, I mean, it, like if I could say anything else about me that those days, I just was pushing and pushing and yeah. pushing and it was just so hard and stressful. And so eventually it's going to take a toll on your health. And to the point that I, I gained weight, which was bizarre because like I wasn't eating. I yeah. literally like, I mean, I wouldn't even get up from my desk to go to the bathroom. And so that's where it played a role <laughs> on that side. So mm-hmm. eventually I, I honestly, I stopped going to the bathroom. Like I stopped going number two. <laughs> and <laughs> I constipated myself. <laughs> and so. It's not funny. It's not funny, but I mean, now it's like, it's funny, but <laughs> Anyway, I mean, it's, it's what needed to happen. Yeah. That is exactly what needed to happen for me to realize how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is when I got into health. I That was like the topic that you were focusing on treating. Totally. It like required all of your attention. It, re- it got your attention. I'm sure that there were things before that, but that specifically got yeah, all of your attention. For sure. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I mean, it would, I would, at one point I went two weeks. And that's when I had to go to, yeah, I had to go to the doctor. They had to give me the stuff you take for a colonoscopy. Like, I mean, it was a situation. Yeah. So I ended up, I go to, I mean, who you know him now. I go to Fred Bishi, yeah, who someone had told me because they were like, I mean, this girl needs serious help. Um, 
So I go to him and my mom came in town. You know, my mom, she tries to comes in, <laughs> swoops in and saves the day for everything. So she comes, she comes to town. We go to Staten Island where Fred lives and I start telling him my story. And this is the guy that Juice Press uses for consulting. consulting. Yeah. So Fred is but he's um, like a big probiotic guy. Yeah. Probiotic. He's a raw vegan, but mm-hmm. um, just this big health guru. I mean, he's like 85 now or older um, and he looks young. Yeah, he's amazing. I really, I owe so much to this man. So anyway, I sit down with him. I mean, not even like two minutes into the conversation. He looks at me and he goes, I know what's exactly wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, what? And he goes, you are way too stressed out. (laughs) And he's like, here's my solution. Quit your job. Oh my God. what oh my god yeah and your mom is right there right and she was probably what was her i mean her people in her generation they were like okay next person yeah next doctor i mean how can we fix this with the prescription it was like i think my mom knew that yeah i mean look looking at i mean i've seen you stressed out no one wants to see that it looks so uncomfortable because you're such a like okay if if someone's gonna tune into your energy and your potential you have like like so much of this like potential for beauty and beautiful creation and like just aesthetic imaging and just everything is just like so floral and and lovely and bright and colorful and it does seem like the only thing stopping you from from that little access to that goldenness you know is that yeah like energy of how do I do it right yeah, totally. It's the perfectionist side. Yeah. And I don't fault my parents for that, but I am just, <laughs> it's so hard. But a little. You're, <laughs> everything goes back to childhood a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to move past it. I mean, it's, it's like my life um, goal is just to like move past that, that yeah. need for perfectionism. But anyway, yeah. so I listened to Fred and I quit. I can't believe you did. I know. Me neither. But it was it was to that point. Like it was a situation with my health or my bathroom stuff. Um And this was this was probably like nine years ago. Yeah. So this was before everyone on Instagram was telling everyone else to quit their jobs. Oh my oh my God. This was so like very much you stay in a corporate position. Yeah. And if you're in New York, you definitely <laughs> Stay in a court position. Yeah. I mean, it was, oh, and, I, and I'll continue with the story a little bit, but I mean, I wasn't intending on not going back to a corporate job. I wasn't like quitting to like okay bounce around New York. No, I just knew that I needed to get out of PR. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't fully hear the universe at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like little signs. Yeah. So that was one. Um, so I did. And then I started, Fred, of course, suggested green juice and vegetables and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I buy a juicer, I buy a Vitamix. I had yeah. the whole thing going on. My roommates thought it was absurd. Um, so I do that. And then I, and then I convince myself, I'm like, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go to an industry that's not PR, but it's similar where I can use, my, my experience. Yeah. You convinced yourself that you were going to use your experience in a different type of job mm-hmm. that was still like making you feel like you were being a successful person. Exactly. exactly. I've learned a lot about myself since, and I definitely have a self-worth tie to yeah. career success. Yeah. And I mean, for me to like, not, it was everything. Like I thought that it was like how much money you make, what your job is, yeah. like is who you are. Mm-hmm. I still work past that one, but um, 
but yeah, so for me, it was like there was no option. Yeah. I was going to go into another corporate job. And, and it's so funny looking back, like there was no option to even leave New York. Like I was like, mm-hmm. if I leave New York, then I'm a failure. Yeah. Like, I'm, it, it was just PR. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't a fit there. Yeah. So I well, go you were to, just rationalizing like logical things. Totally. You were just like, how do I make, you know, what I think I need fit into or what I think I, will make me feel worthwhile into something that on the outside still seems successful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'll say that I wasn't, I mean, now I'm so much more like spiritually connected, connected, and I know that there's a divine that's like, that that speaks to us. Like if I only would have just stopped for a mm-hmm. minute and like listened to anything, like I, I, I mean, I just like went, went, go, go, go. Um, I think you have to get little pieces of information at a time. Totally. I don't think that we listen when like, you know, imagine the divine at that time saying food is your passion. You, you're really going to be passionate about create. I mean, you would have actually heard that and been like, yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. I love food. I love making food. Like that's always been a part of you. Mm -hmm. You like ask for kitchen equipment as a youth, right? you know? So, but I don't think that integration wise it would have worked yeah like you had to probably go through the steps yeah it's like baby steps yeah it's just so funny the whole, when people say you look back at the dots i mean they, they all connect yeah it's so crazy what were some of the okay so fast forwarding a little bit what are you th- what do you see looking back now that were like the big dots um i mean just that like I was, I just wasn't meant to be doing that. And yeah. so it's, it's like the universe is going to keep telling you, you mm-hmm. can say universe, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. I say universe. Um, It's going to keep giving you signs that you're just like, we're, we're sent here for a purpose. And it, that just wasn't my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so like looking back, it's like, I mean, I, the stress wasn't enough to tell me that I should move then, you know, not going to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) I mean, it continues to get, there was just so many signs along the way that continued to keep telling me that this this just isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. so like, I think that that's like the the biggest dots were just that, you know, all of those signs that now they connect. Yeah. Um, But I just, I couldn't see it. I was too, I was too in it. Yeah. To, to recognize it. And yeah, I mean, it took me like it's I I went I continued and continued and continued until I really was I was I was I was let go of my last job, mm-hmm. which to me, like, <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it, I don't think you ever told me that I I never tell anyone that. Yeah. Like the job that I pivoted to. Yeah. Which was like, I'm sorry, that doesn't like it did not work. <laughs> like I I guess I'm a good I'm good at interviewing. Thank goodness because, though, right? Oh, thank God. Yeah. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like not someone to quit. Right. And so no, eventually there And I, like, I totally would have thought that you probably could have faked it there until like for years or anywhere. So oof. where was the what was the pivot job? So I started doing, yeah, I started doing ad sales, which is just, a, it's, you know, it's still in the marketing realm. Yeah. Jesus, um, I feel like that would stress you out oh more. Oh my God, you have no idea. <laughs> and I like loved the strategy of PR. I loved like, it felt so much deeper. This yeah. was so service level to me yeah. that I was, I just couldn't do it. But I did it and I, and I never said I couldn't do it, but I guess you could tell that I, it just wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> no ads were selling. 
Oh, it was bad. Um, no, so I, I, I mean, I'll never forget this day in my entire life. Uh-huh. It is such a defining day for me that I don't ever talk about it and I never face. Um, and I'm only going to talk about it now because I feel like I'm to that point where I'm like, you have to share your stories and the hard parts of your stories. you never told me this? No. Oh my God. This is what I'm saying. You're like, you know, you didn't know that I was laid off. I mean, no, I never say that. Um, for me, like I, st- I'm telling you such a still that I'm working through like the self-worth issue or tied to career mm-hmm. success that mm-hmm. for me to say that it's still, it, it's so it hard. Bites. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> So it the date was January third. I had been home for the holidays. And <laughs> you remember, the of course, date. like everything happened to me in the number three. You know that, yeah. Of course, That's it was true. freaking January third. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you remember these days that are like life changing. Um, so I go. I return to New York after being home Christmas and New Year's, and I go into the office, and the HR person's like, "I need to see you in my office." Um, and just told me that I was being let go. And <laughs> I can like chuckle now, but I was speechless. Yeah. I, I felt my body start shaking. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was completely blindsided. Mm-hmm. And I, I was crushed. Like mm-hmm. it, it was every question you can think of was in my head. I, I didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. I just walked out complete. I remember I kept, I just walked and walked and walked. And eventually I called Amy. Because, of course, I there was no way I could even imagine calling my parents. I just, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And eventually, I mean, after Amy, like, we're screaming on the phone together, a whole situation. Mm-hmm. She's trying to help me. Um, eventually, I called my mom. And another, like, conversation I'll never forget. My mom says, she's like, Em, I think it's time to move home. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking like feeling of such failure yeah but at the same time feeling such relief like yeah. finally i can let go of this insanity that i've been living mm-hmm. like true insanity mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean from there it was like it was just a realization that i've got to figure out what is going on like this life that i've been living is so wrong mm-hmm. and for always you. so mm-hmm. wrong for me and so i came home and 28 lived with my family yeah and and that's when i i got into health yeah it's so it's so funny to me like i can laugh at it so authentically because when i see when i connect with someone and that person's my friend um it's like that is such that situation and that example is such a it's a joke like Mm -hmm. to actually think that you could feel like that meant something in relation to what you're worth and like what you're capable of Mm -hmm. is I never see that because I I like see so much in you all the time Mm -hmm. that like I wouldn't even think that something like that would affect you because Mm -hmm. I see the light in you all the time as a friend as someone that I love yeah you know um, yeah, no, it's amazing to hear you say that. I mean, it it's so crazy for me to look back on. And to it still can feel that way. And still feel it. It does it, say that you there's still healing that has to take totally. place. And I know that. I, I mean, I had this conversation with Mark last night. Um, just because I still know that right now, I'm in an entrepreneurial journey. I yeah. mean, it's not like I'm bringing in tons of money right mm-hmm. now. And I feel it come up. I feel that 
sometimes that I'm being judged by him, mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm not worthy, that I have to sit there and do the laundry and do all this mm-hmm. stuff to like prove my worth mm-hmm. because I'm not bringing in money. Mm-hmm. I mean, how absurd. And I know it's absurd, but it's it's oh. so true to me. Well, and I feel like so many women feel that way. And probably men. If any man is at home working on an entrepreneurial thing, I'm sure that they feel that pressure to like, okay, well, I'm home, so I have to do all the laundry, take care of the kids, make the food, clean up the food because someone else is going to an office that equates to X, Y, Z. And it's it's like such a tricky thing because as partners, you always, you know, you want to provide and support one another, but that partnership isn't there without two strong individuals. Mm-hmm. And maybe like this for, you know, this couple to be strong, maybe it needs help at certain times, like from family members or community members or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I get that completely. I mean, yeah. completely, completely. I feel like I, f- I feel that, when I see so many women customers come in that just like, if I could make a statement about them and the way that they're feeling, it's like, I'm trying to prove myself. Yeah, no, exactly. I think about some people, some of my friends that are, you know, they, they're stay at home moms, which I know it's a full-time job. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think, and this just proves that I, it, I'm not past it. I sometimes think like, Oh God, do they not, do they not think they need to do more? Do they think that they just need to like do stuff all the time? Yeah. And that's saying it, that's saying like that, that there's something that's not worthy because they don't have a job. Yeah. And it's, that's absurd. Right. It's so it's funny. Cause I was, I was thinking about it this morning cause Mark and I had the conversation last night. Mark's my husband for our, our <laughs> listeners. Um, I was, I was like reading someone who helps people with this. And I was, cause I was reading it because I was thinking like, what does it take to truly get past this? Mm-hmm. And she was talking about hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and I mean, true like energy work and more, more than just the awareness. Cause I have the freaking awareness. Right. It's, and but I think that mine must be on such a deep level that it takes more. And so for me, I'm I'm definitely not through that journey. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the more I can share that story, I think it's helpful because like I'm going to continue to figure out how to heal from it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like I'm happy to share how I how I do. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter like the dynamic like either because Mark does go to work every day from 9 to 5 um or you know whatever the hours are and um so he's away from the home but it doesn't matter because Evan and I both have this schedule and are both like hit or miss in terms of where we are at any given time. And I'll feel that if I'm working from home or if I'm resting or if I'm doing not like it's, and it's all about me, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, why are you thinking that I should be working out right now? Mm -hmm. Why are you thinking that I like should be showing you something like here's what I did today. Here's my checklist. I did it Uh, one through five. Um, Or like, I'll feel the need to just, to just say like, I did this, I did that. I did this, I did that. And when I don't, in times when I don't feel like I have to do that, it's because I love myself so much. Like that's just the the simplest way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't happen very often. Like I find it, it creeps in all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, 
That's so good though. That's to even hear you say that it's because you love yourself. Those days you don't feel it. And I'm like, I obviously need to work on that. Who doesn't? Right. I know. But I think that there are, the, I think there's a possibility for quantum shifts. I think that there's a possibility for people to change really quickly right now mm-hmm. through stuff like what you're saying, energy work and stuff like that. But also the, I think a lot of stuff happened over the past year that probably was like compounding effects for me, but definitely the psychedelic journeys, mm-hmm. I think made, it gave me the insight to see what the situation was. And then it, integrated that insight into my physical body wow that's yeah that, well that's something for me to think about yeah and it it's interesting because like it it has to be combined with an intention yeah like, it's almost like which i've heard those things don't take place in psychedelic journeys or even in journeys with like just weed or whatever mm-hmm all of these tools can be made so much more powerful if the intention is there. And if you just kind of relinquish control over them, I think you can kind of see. And then um, through the process too, for some reason it imparted on me that I needed to trust Evan more as well. Wow. And like people around me. So instead of Evan, you know, Evan's saying something like, let's go lift weights today. And me having an automatic reaction of, I don't want to fucking lift weights. Like, why are you trying to make me lift weights? Do you think I'm fat? Do you think I need to tone up? Like, did you see like my ass got bigger over the holidays or something? That reaction went away and it was like, okay, like, and, and I think that it was also coming from a place that I, I felt too, that I could handle anything. Yeah. It was like, lots of impartations within me that just started shifting um, the way that I could feel myself in my relationship. Um, But I think that that's indicative of the way that I am now in the external environment uh, as a whole as well. Yeah. That's just an example of it, I think. No, that's so great. So, so my, like, so you set particular intentions, like, did you set an intention about Evan or... So you know? no, I, so the intention the last time was um, that I wanted insight on healing my body, my hormones, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was insight in business as well, mm-hmm. and not necessarily like what to do next, but just how to feel in the frequency and vibration that's going to take us to the next step, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was, I mean, the journey was incredible. I mean, it was, but it was very challenging at the same time. But um, I remember just kind of like when I was coming out of it, I remember saying to him, um, oh my God, I was like, I'm so sorry about the extra weight here. <laughs> like, and I was like touching my body. I was like, I didn't, I don't think I realized like there was, you know, this cushion like it was like I was seeing it for the first time Uh and the reason why I say that is because before that I wouldn't have been able to say it Mm -hmm. after the the journey the trip like I can talk about it all day long that like yeah I'm working on you know moving some of this energy out like yes I've I've maybe had inflammation or like water retention all those things and it like I don't feel it yeah I could I don't even think I could say it before 
I don't think that I could talk about it either. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't have um, said it to him <laughs> in wow. that way. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck you. I'm trying. I'm doing yeah, everything I'm doing- <laughs> right. I'm like checking all my lists off. Like, right. You know, I had a salad last night for dinner. No, like that, I wouldn't have approached it in that way where and I, I think that it also, you know, I'm trying to describe it in words, but it's like in every example, yeah. this new frequency comes through. You know, like when I'm eating dinner, when I'm choosing to eat, I'm actually choosing to eat more. I'm feeding myself more. Yeah. I feel more connected to moving my body. I feel more connected to eating. And I, I don't give all the credit to psychedelics, but I do feel like it's something that can change and um, impart an integrated new frequency into your body. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I hearing you say like, so your intention was to heal your body. And mm-hmm. then after you say, you say like, oh, oh my gosh, this, I'm sorry for this weight. Mm-hmm. It's, it. I so understand that because, I mean, to fully heal your body, you have to accept that you have a wall, like you've built a wall or right. people say like a wall or like a shell around right. you right? and you can't break it down until you face it. Yes. And it's exactly what you asked to heal your body. And then they, you know, it made you realize there's this shell that you're wearing. Yes. Or a coat. I like to think of it as a coat too, because it's like, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to you, realize that you're ready to take it off. Mm-hmm. And, but right. you're never going to, because this is a lot of people's, you know, I work with people and I provide people with nutrition information, of course, but I'm like, there's a whole nother layer to it. And part of that is the stuff you're holding on to, which is basically a wall, a shell, or a coat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Right. <laughs> that we're trying to get rid of. Right. But that's, I mean, how profound is that experience that you had? Because that's what it did. Right. And and truly, like, I don't I don't think that I could have said before also I need to accept or I don't think that I could have defined that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I was avoiding it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I recognized, I guess, that I was. And something that I read recently in the line of healing was this amazing blog. And I can't remember what it is, but maybe I can try to find it. But he said the first step in healing yourself is to look in the mirror and to look at every single part of your body, your face, everything, and ex- and say, you know, I see this scar. I see this, you know, injury. I see this pain. And to embrace it and accept it and love it. Wow. Who does that? No, and I need to. You know, I have some scars. I need to do that. So I mean, do who I. Who does that? So do I. I have to. I would have to climb up like on my bathroom sink because I, for some reason, haven't bought a full length mirror. No one understands. No, I That's certainly ridiculous. don't understand. Ridiculous. I can't even. But anyway, I would have to sit. But I've seen my. I've seen myself. I'm, I know that that's going to be a healing practice for me to just like sit up yeah. on my bathroom vanity and just like look at it. Yeah. No one does that. No one does that. Yeah. I don't know what we're so afraid of because I think that we are afraid of what we don't even know or what we're assuming might be there, mm-hmm. which is usually less scary than what is actually there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you were telling me before we started recording that 
you just got back from you're kind of like doing immersion into business and what is it? What it's the other? So it's a mastermind program. So I mean, the amazing thing about a mastermind program is that you're with a group of people. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's a it's a group of people that are it's all soul based, like soulful businesses. So in most of them, it's a lot of coaches. So there's some health coaches, there's some life coaches. I mean, it's funny now this word coach is thrown around so much. So I, I am just using that word because mm-hmm. it's what people can relate to. But I mean, everyone's not calling themselves a coach. It's just um. It's a lot of different people who have gone off on their own path and a lot of them are leading people to to find, they're trying to help other people to find their true mission and to find happiness. Mm-hmm. Most everyone in the group has has, has gone through some, some like traumatic experience, but some, um, you know, just normal experiences and they're ready to help other people you know, learn mm-hmm. from, learn somewhere or the other. So it's a, it's a business mastermind, but I love it because it's, it's people who are, I mean, into the stuff that we're into. They're, they're very connected to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was this past weekend, we had a retreat and it was just so amazing. It reminded me of how important it is to have a community. Like I just, I've been missing that. And I mean, of course we have that here, but, um, but I just, yeah, I'm, I miss it. And I, and I, and I, you know, that I'm, I'm businessy. I like that aspect of it too. Yeah. So to merge both those worlds it was amazing. And it, and I feel like I learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just so good. It's so important to be around like, like-minded people. Oh, yeah. Well, for you, I feel like what we were like to bridge what we were just saying, it's like you can't be who you are and have a business that's reflective of health and wellness without entering into the the parts of you that are being held back mm-hmm. so it's almost like your health and your business are mimicking one another mm-hmm. so it makes sense that you have to kind of go into your personal fears and blocks and things like that yeah so i just wanted i was wondering what you were kind of working on for yeah that. well i honestly i don't know that i would have sat here and told my story uh the way that i did had i not at that retreat, we focused a lot on what was holding us back, blockages. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognize that I've just been suppressing so much. Like, like I just have not been coming out with my with my true story. And as I was saying to you before we started, I that's what people connect to. Yeah. Like people need to hear your authentic truth. And and I just I feel like I've been muting myself and just not and why not, do you think it's scary? I mean, because what I just shared with you, like that it, that was so hard. It was so painful for me. Mm-hmm. And I still feel a little embarrassment around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I just think that it goes back to like, that was what my worth was. I felt that I, that I failed. And so it's like, it's, it's, you know, publicly and saying, announcing something that I felt like it was a failure in my mm-hmm. life. And so that's been hard. Yeah. But you know, you, you're tuned into the same type of people that I'm tuned into and all day every day we're getting messaging saying failure is necessary right because it's actually not failure it's experience and having experience means that you're stepping forward it means that you're moving it means that you are living life yeah unafraid so why still would you be yeah you know it's like on the logical level it doesn't make sense no it doesn't it is something deeper than just like I honestly feel like I'm still working at it. Like I still haven't uncovered Mm -hmm. 
what what exactly it is, but I think that at this point I need to share that journey with people so that they can go through it with me, experience it with me. Instead, it's like I it, it's my perfectionist side coming in where it's like I don't feel that I can share until I've reached the end and I I know everything mm-hmm. and I've figured it all out so then I can help people. Mm-hmm. And that that's a problem. It's like I I need to bring people on this journey with me. Well, we don't get there until we die. Like, what is it? What, what is the? <laughs> Where are we going? Right. Exactly. But I think that without knowing that that's a challenge, I think most people are challenged by that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's difficult to talk about things that are hard in business, things that I face in business, because especially when it's in the moment, it's it's fresh and you're going through the internal questioning of, you know, did I create this? Is this my fault? You know, am I doing something wrong? Right. All of those thoughts. But I think you're right. I think the more that we talk about it and, and also I don't want people to feel, I want people to feel my mission of making people feel better and more energized and more vibrant. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it almost makes me feel like it's my responsibility to be positive mm-hmm. and light and all those things. And so I think, you and I are both feeling that that's not the that's not authentic. Right. It's not the whole picture, and that that's first of all, we we don't have a responsibility to be positive for someone else. We have a responsibility to be ourselves, exactly. And that's so much more healing, exactly, for so many people. No, I mean that's that's the the, the precise thing, and I feel it's on the level of the food stuff too. I mean, I'm I'm coaching people with to help them with the food stuff. And I certainly have not healed from all of that yeah. myself, mm-hmm. but I realize that and I'm perfectly willing to explain, to tell people I've restricted food for years and years. And finally I'm letting that go. But I think it goes hand in hand with, with the life stuff I'm working on. It's yeah. it's once I release that, mm-hmm. it, I'm going to release the food fear and all of that. And so I'm totally on that journey too and recognizing that, it's not all about food. It's not, it's so much more than food. It's Mm -hmm. about everything we've been through in life. If we're truly feeling fulfilled in our own life, then all of that. And, and now I know I can help people on this food journey 100% as I'm going through it. And it's better for them. I think, you know, I don't need to know. I mean, I, I do know so much about nutrition that I can guide people in that level you know, to the cows come home, like mm-hmm. any dietary yeah. advice. Um, but I think that I want to help people on the other, the other part as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think people need help because they, they need to know that it's not just food, like your journey for, to find food freedom, to find freedom from dieting is going to be more than food. And that's, and that's really where I want to help people. Yeah. Don't you feel like a lot of people, come to you and they've probably already been restricting food thinking that they were eating the perfect diet or that they were, they're doing everything right in terms of um, what should make them healthy and they're not. Yeah. And so where do you start with people like that? I mean, like I, I, I give them some simple nutrition advice where I say, look, we're going to, we're going to simplify this equation. I'm going to help you to, it's like stop feeling like you have to like remove all of these foods. We're mm-hmm. going to start with, I mean, I tell people the protein, fat, fiber, greens. Mm-hmm. Let's start with adding these things to every yeah. meal. Mm-hmm. 
and then let's let's work on the piece where we need to be present when we eat. We need to when we, before we sit down to eat, we have to make sure that we're in emotionally in a good place and that we're. That's so good. It's I, I'm creating the symbol because I think that when people I think that people need to always remember that you can so you can include those four foods and then you have to sit down. You have to know if you're in a good place, if you're emotionally set, you have to sit down and think, are you hungry? Like, are you really hungry right now? Mm-hmm. Are you eating for another reason? Or, and are you going to be able to be present? Mm-hmm. So it's the symbol that I'm creating. Just What to, if the answer is no? Then why are you eating? I don't know. If you're not, <laughs> but it, but it, you will stop. I mean, if you're truly yeah. trying to like heal and you're, and you're not mm-hmm. hungry, then you'll stop. And that's the recognition that people need to have. They just need to, they need to remember to think those things. Mm-hmm. And then they need to know if I really care about myself and I'm trying to love myself right now, why would I eat? Yeah, I'm think I'm trying to put myself in that situation and think, you know, if I were sitting down at dinner and I was all over the place all day and I'm looking at my plate of food and my boyfriend is right across the table from me and I'm looking at it. And if I'm actually taking the time to stop mm-hmm. and ask, am I hungry? I think in times when it's no, it's probably because I have so much adrenaline running through my body from the day. Mm-hmm. I can just I can just imagine how powerful this practice is just by putting myself into that situation. Um, because if you're not hungry and you haven't eaten, that's a really big sign. Yeah, that adrenal wise, stress wise, cortisol wise, hormonal wise, it's not even a question as to why I would have hormonal imbalances if i'm sitting down to eat dinner and i haven't eaten all day and i'm not hungry yeah you know i'm a lot of times i probably am but but maybe not yeah and so bringing that mindfulness actually may help some people calm down so that maybe they can um bring in some of that hunger the metabolism may rise again exactly like when i talk to my mom she says like she's never hungry and i'm like because you have you've never nourished yourself yeah your body doesn't know what it's it can so create exactly so disconnected exactly right and i i think it's a really good suggestion for people to start out with those nutrients like you you said like those macronutrients yeah. and greens that's a really good place to start. It's such a good place to start. And so that's when people come to me and they're just so confused. Just simplify it. Mm-hmm. Just include those. Don't freak out about all of the elimination stuff. That will come for mm-hmm. sure. But add those. <laughs> you got years of elimination stuff probably to try out. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's How many just, things have we eliminated? Yeah, oh my God. I can't. I just can't even go there. Didn't we do like a 30-day sugar-free? Sugar-free. We did that one. I mean, we've done it all. What else? I'm sure, like, we were probably both raw vegan at, like, some point. Certainly. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on all the things we've probably done. I mean, of course, no the carbs. juice cleanses. Um, the, no carbs or yeah, grains. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Anything and, you can think of the nose. Right. And it feels, you know, I certainly, you know, I'm sharing my story from, I'm not, anywhere i don't feel like i've accomplished i mean i feel like i'm just in the moment and so i don't i don't know that i'm saying from a place of having more knowledge or more experience but i do feel now that 
when I choose to do something like just have, you know, these foods or like right now I'm having fruit for breakfast with flax seeds, like Mm -hmm. I feel so connected to it. It doesn't feel restrictive at all. No. And that's different because you're doing that from a place of self-love because you're trying to heal something in your body. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's very purposeful. And it's not fear-based. Yeah, exactly. It's like very abundant feeling. Totally. It's completely different than the restrictive. You're doing Mm -hmm. this because, and the whole thing that I try to tell people is you've got to get to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not, every time you sit down, why are you eating a certain food? Is it because of its caloric value or is it because you want that food? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to like understand, know that our bodies are going to tell us what it wants. Yeah. But you, it takes a while to connect to that. And that's what's, that's the whole, the other part of this equation is like your body story, like how connected to your body are you? Mm-hmm. And are you also, are you, how are you speaking to your body? I mean, this is, goes back to us talking about looking in the mirror. <laughs> Everything. I, like everyone looks in the mirror and, and asks like, why is there fat there? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, do you ever sit there and you, say, you look good, like good looking body? But I mean, we, they, what? We wear this body. Like, it's our experience I in life. I said this the other day. It's the only thing that's going to be with us forever. The only thing. Like, that's kind of sad sounding. The only thing. Literally. You're right. Why are we abusing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we speaking negatively to it We're every so single day? So mean. It's so sad. And so just like thinking about that in itself you should speak to it nicely. You should connect to it. It's your friend, not your enemy. Mm-hmm. And you should feed it well. Yeah. Like, why are we feeding it bad? And and that's why I'm like, don't go crazy on the whole like elimination diet, like everything crazy, crazy. Just think of your body as your friend. Like, yeah. Why would you feed it things that didn't make it feel good? Yeah. Well, I think if like you're saying, you're instructing people to let go of all the stories. If someone's been restricted for so long, I feel like if they let go of everything, which I think this part may actually be a necessary part of the healing. Mm-hmm. They might want to eat everything and a lot of it for right. a period of time. Do you ever remember hearing, uh, what's her name? She was an American Idol person. Uh, Not Kelly. Catherine Clark. McPhee. No. She was bulimic for a long time and in treatment. I, I just remember reading this probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. In treatment, she had to, if something came to mind, she had to eat it. If it's something that came wow. in her mind as something that she wanted, she had to eat it. And that was like Snickers, Kit Kat. Wow. And of course now, her she's of course eating tons of nutritious foods and amazing foods. And I 100% believe that once you've kind of, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that part is necessary where like you eat pizza or like bagels and then, you know, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of get over that little. It's you let you let go of everything and then you're going to do it. You're going to see how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make you feel good. Yeah. You're going to and you're going to tie that back to how that made you feel. Yeah. And it so for a little while, yeah, that it's I mean, for people who have been restricting forever, that's going to feel in incredibly scary yeah like i mean but if you truly want to heal you have to let go of the restriction it's a necessary part of it and i'm not saying that everyone's going to go crazy like right now i'm on this journey where i'm not restricting and 
for me, like that means me, I'll sit there and I'll eat like half a cup of almond butter because, you know, like I'm yeah. still eating healthy things, but I'm mm-hmm. probably eating a little bit more than I would because I'm going through this where I just need to like end the restricting. Mm-hmm. So I think for people who go buck wild like that, they're, they're only going to do that for a short period of time before they realize right. that it doesn't make them feel good. And then they'll want to, and then they'll want to go to what makes them feel good. Right. <laughs> it's, it's nutritious food nutritious just, food just denser um or more um hydrating i definitely feel like there's a place for having the knowledge about food the vibrancy of food the um the frequency of food right and i think that you just start to tune to that but it definitely can't p- come from a place of restriction yeah it's so interesting because we were talking about people and their periods before too. And fl- have you heard of Flow Living? Yeah. Alyssa Vitti. Yeah. Yeah. She was probably our teacher in IIN, I think. Maybe. But there are so few things that work for everyone. But something that they really imparted on me was for my hormonal balancing, for everyone's hormonal balancing. You have to feed yourself. Yeah. You have to feed yourself yeah. meals that are balanced. And I think a huge portion of that is the part that you were saying, the mindfulness. It's not like depending on someone else to feed you. It's you making the decision to do that for yourself. Yeah. No, exactly. And it does make such a difference when I do that and commit to that. And it, maybe it's like the time requirement. Maybe it's saying I'm worthy of this time and this focus and this attention Mm -hmm. and my body is worthy of this time and focus attention. Mm -hmm. I think we just had so much deprogramming to do from our parents and their generation. Exactly. But I think that it's important for us moving into the direction that we are saying is our goal, the direction that we, well, not even is our goal, just what, we want to have as a major part of our life, which is conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious conscious well-being. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we need all of this to be considered. Yeah. yeah there's no bypassing it. Whereas our, our, I mean, I would say that my dad died without ever asking some of these questions. Yeah. And that will like put a reality check in my mind. Yeah. Holy shit. Never a whole life had gone by and never the consideration of, you know, what makes me happy. Maybe in to some like surface level extent, but I don't know that like the self-discovery, the self-exploration yeah. to this extent was a part of his. My dad's still living and I don't think that he's ever. And I don't know what it takes. It's, it's one of those things where you can't push things on people. Mm-hmm. You just, everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. I say that. I can't tell you how many times I say that a day. Because, I mean, it happens with me with Mark. He wants to eat something certain, and I'm like, he can eat whatever he wants. He's on his own journey. I, I always say right. it. You have to remind yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, same with my dad. He, he, I don't think he's explored what's made him happy. It's, you you feel connected to what Mark eats because you want him to be healthy? I want him to feel the best that he can yeah. always. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want it to be a part of – I just want our whole, our family to to feel You want his amazing. sperm to be like in top-notch <laughs> condition. <Yeah. laughs> 
not going there. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, I mean, I, he's like, he looks amazing, like how he is exactly. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not a vanity thing at all. I want him to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with, like, you know, when I, that's why, what I want everyone to eat for, mm-hmm. to feel good. Right. Like take away the vanity side of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that sometimes he grabs food because he's stressed or like things that you, that because you have I mean you probably couldn't have more nutritious food totally. in a house than in your refrigerator yeah no totally um I think that I think he's got some store I think at times he's probably not completely like quote-unquote filled up in his own life mm-hmm. um he's a dentist he loves being a dentist mm-hmm. I think that there's a part of him that that wants more too yeah and and so, so I think there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I think people fill up on food mm-hmm. when they're there. There may be something in their life that's missing, or um, just other stuff going on that that a lot of people aren't connecting to. Um, it's energy, mm-hmm. so it matches where you are a lot of times. Yeah. So if you're feeling like you're saying, if he's not filled up, but he's kind of in a place that feels a little not as enlivened, Mm -hmm. then it would make sense that it's comforting to match that frequency with with food that is also not enlivened. I know. I mean, think how many people do that. If Mm -hmm. you are having a really bad day at work, like you may eat something that's- Chicken fingers. Right. That's less Mm -hmm. high than- Dense, dead. Yeah. (laughs) Like- I think there's definitely a correlation with people who are living out their life purpose, like getting to the place where, you know, we want to be like where mm-hmm. we're just like flowing with life, where everything is on a work level feels right and all that. Yeah. I think that those people are very much more likely going to be eating well. Right. Because they're eating in alignment with what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair. I remember Gabby Bernstein t- has said this, that you need to connect your how your food habits relate to your life purpose. And I remember when she said that, I was like, what? What does that mean to you? Just that there is there is some relation to how much you're, you're living out your purpose with- And your food habits. And how you eat. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard one to grasp. Like you might have to sit there and think about it. I think I sat there and journaled about it at some point when I listened to her speak on this. But- I think I think it's so true. You think that we all have an individual purpose that relates to what we do in this life? I do. I think that and some of it may be I mean just being like a really great family member to your family and like in like you know like increasing the happiness of your kids' lives. Like mm-hmm. some of it may be you know to that to that extent or some of it may look like that. I think that some some you know other ones have have different purposes. Like I think mm-hmm. that I, I don't. I'm I'm yeah. I think we all have a, a purpose. I think we. I'm trying to think how I perceive purpose because I feel that it's always changing mm-hmm. in the moment. I feel if you're connected to yourself, you're inspired to do different things mm-hmm. and you acting on behalf of that is living your purpose. Totally. I completely agree with that. So sometimes for me, I I always say it's hard for me to connect one moment to the other. And sometimes it does make it difficult to see the the journey of something through. Mm-hmm. So I, I work with that and think that's kind of a, 
one of the things that I have difficulty balancing. Yeah. I also feel like our purpose is to, we all go through these experiences in our life. I mean, it's just what we were talking about. It's to share and help people grow from what you've gone through and how you've grown. Mm -hmm. And so like your purpose could just be sharing your story and yeah. helping people. It's, I mean, I think all of our purpose is to serve other people. And so figuring out how you can serve people. And that's where that might be being a mom. That might be being a teacher. Mm -hmm. It's it's figuring out how to serve people and help them. And I think a lot of that is through helping them through how you've grown. And helping yourself. Yeah. So true. Honestly, I don't even, if someone's not taking care of themselves, if they try to help me in that moment, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, It feels like, yes, they're trying to help me, but they're trying to get something from me mm -hmm. too because they're not satiated Yeah, on their own behalf. It feels really good on the other end of the spectrum to be in the presence of someone who has really focused on their own health and well-being and their own life and they're excited about life and they're curious about life mm -hmm. and they're in that state it feels like that i think it, it has felt like that for me in the past when i'm around gabby bernstein mm -hmm. when i'm around you when i'm around other people that i'm so fortunate to be around just feeling like i you know I don't have to be something for those people because they're being that for themselves. Exactly. No, they're I know questioning that. what you mean. And so some, I think some people get confused, especially the, the mom audience. They do feel like their living purpose is to provide for a child. Mm -hmm. And imagine how much more experience gets imparted on that child if the mom is taking care of themselves. Yeah. Completely. But I can't even imagine because I look at my dog and I'm like, I want to give you everything that I have. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to be your everything. Me too. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> so I can't imagine that in a bigger me neither. situation. Dear God, it's painful to think about. Yeah, Amy says it's painful. How much she loves her. We we haven't told anyone who Amy is, but yeah, it's your sorry. other half. Yeah. Have I have I been saying Amy's name without um yeah, yeah my identical open twin relationship. sister? <laughs> <laughs> There's three of us. <laughs> no. Amy's happily married with a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have to videotape because we have to show, you know. You, what you look like and then we have to show a picture of Amy you have an identical twin so that's Amy yeah you yeah, never said my twin my business partner <laughs> my other partner in life yeah and business yeah it's in business yeah yeah um okay well let's talk about some of the food that you made me with some of your amazing blends first talk about how were you inspired to start making these yeah so so these blends that we have there should we say that you started out making crackers because that was a part of the thing, too. Yeah, it was. It's a, I, I mean, mean it's it was, a huge part of the development of, of a product It was that um, you were doing that before. Yeah, and it was like my first stint into the entrepreneurial world. Um, so, yeah, at one point I was making, my grandmother had a recipe for making um, Creole seasoned oyster crackers. They're so good. They're so good, but so bad. <laughs> They're, um, they're so good. <laughs> I know, so good. So I still have the recipe if anyone wants to buy it from me. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Side note. Um, but anyway, no, so I so I, I made these and I sold them. I had them in grocery stores in New Orleans. And I learned- The crackers. The crackers. And I learned so much about how to bring a product to market. I mean, how to, everything, labeling, packaging. And 
and really just the whole being an entrepreneur, just wearing a billion hats and all of that. And so, yeah, I did that for a while. And, and then I let it go because I just, I knew it wasn't in alignment with me. I had a hard time selling it, honestly, mm-hmm. because I mean, I sold it on the taste and my story of my grandmother, but I, j- I couldn't speak to it that much because it wasn't healthy. And, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, so into health. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the story of the crackers, but with the powder. So these, they're in their adaptogen and superfood enhanced instant latte blends. And so we have three versions. I know. I say it a lot though. Um, <laughs> so we've so got three. Used to it. I'm going to tell the story, but I'm just going to give the upfront. Um, we have three flavors matcha, turmeric, and cacao. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so let me tell you how this, how it happened. So I'm drinking the, the matcha one. So the, so it, uh, there was one point when I guess we could talk about this too. I, I went to raw vegan culinary school, and so I'm living in LA, Venice Beach. Yeah, magical little that was fun place that it is. And I start getting really into adaptogens and superfoods. And I mean, as most people know, if they've tasted adaptogens, they don't really taste good. They're bitter. They don't taste good on their own. Give give some examples of what adaptogenic herbs people might might have tried and what they are. So adaptogens are their plants, their herbs, their mushrooms that come from the earth. And most of them are in powder form. They can be in tincture form. But they, when you ingest them, you take on their properties. And they're called adaptogens because when you ingest them, your body, they adapt to what your body needs, which I mean, that sounds like so woo woo. It really does. But it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's just like you think about a mushroom that's out, you know, in the grass and it's having to constantly adapt to environmental changes and what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so when we ingest that, it does the exact same thing in our body. It adapts to what we need. And so adaptogens they serve m- many different purposes. A lot of them serve some of the same purposes, them, but but then most of them have like one distinct thing that they that they are known for or that they're good at. You mm-hmm. could say so. Um, an example: so lion's mane is an example. It's a mushroom, and so it has energizing. We br- usually take that one when we take psychedelics because it works r- really well with. It's brain boosting. It works well with the mushrooms that have the psychedelic. Okay, purpose. I didn't know that. Side note. Yeah. Dose with lion's mane and stack it with your psychedelics. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) My future psychedelic experiences. Um, And then, so we have like Makuna. It's a Makuna Purians. It's, uh, it's. People are going to think that you're speaking a different language. I know. It's so crazy. But. Mucuna Purians. Yeah. You should, you should do some links or something. Um, But Makuna is awesome for giving you stress relief and giving you, I say, bliss. It's just an all over really good feel. I love it. I put it in things all the time because it's like during the day you could use it. At night you can use it. It's just a really good feel good, chill out feel. And then just another example is astragalus. Um, which is that's really good for immune health and mm-hmm. just the soothing healing. It's an herb. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you can hear that there's mushrooms, herbs, and and just plants. And so that's that's what adaptogens are. And so anyway, so I'm living in Venice Beach. They're becoming popular there. So I'm trying them, but recognizing that they're these bitter things. So I'm putting yeah. them into thing, putting them into random drinks and everything else. So meanwhile, I'm talking to Amy, who's living in London at the time. And this is one of those twin things. Everything happens at the same time, like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. She's learning about adaptogens, trying them. And so we're comparing notes like these things work. Mm-hmm. Like, this is cool. Mm-hmm this is bizarre, but these things really work. And so we both r- start realizing that a good way to 
to have them and make them taste good is putting them into lattes. Mm-hmm. It's just an easy thing to do. You can make them most mornings and right. you can make it taste good. So Amy was living in London. She's traveling around all the time. She starts making bags of them. So when she's traveling, she's bringing these like powder bags. A mix. A mix. That she could just scoop in. Right. That was smart. Yeah, so and smart. by the way, only you two would be packing bags I know. of adaptogens exactly. to bring somewhere exactly no i know oh my god <laughs> so um so she so she says to me one day like we're definitely not the only people that are sitting at the blender for 10 minutes in the morning right. adding like food scientists right. adding all this stuff like we should do something with this and of course like so entrepreneurial true. minded yeah um we're like we're let's do it mm-hmm. so i know they kind of melted um so we started just concocting this idea and so you know, I'm at culinary school, like learning how to mm-hmm. make food taste good. And she came up with a base and then I just perfected it. And yeah, that's what happened. And so now we have these blends that they're so easy. I mean, all you do is, you know, I use them all the time. You just take two tablespoons and mix them with hot water. Yeah. Hot water or a plant-based milk. We always say plant-based because it's just in alignment with mm-hmm. this. Feel free to use dairy milk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eating them too. Yeah. Like, no, so and you so, can mix them into food. Exactly. And that's what I did. I didn't even do that as much in the mm-hmm. beginning. And then I'm like, why am I not? They're sugar free. They're dairy free. They're mm-hmm. soy free. They're free of all of the, you know, the common allergens. And they have such a good flavor that like, why would you not use this as your flavoring agent? Like your sweetening agent in foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sheena's eating. <laughs> which one am I eating? The, that's the matcha <laughs> energy ball, which to me, it tastes like cookie dough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so delicious. But I mean, so think about that. All I did was I added a little monk fruit to that too. I wanted to keep it sugar-free. I mean, sugar-free, that's crazy. This is so good. It does taste like cookie dough. So what's a simple way to make this? So I so I have it on my Instagram, but it's it's so easy. So you can use any nut butter. I actually Mm -hmm. use pumpkin seed and sunflower Mm. seed. So this is You love pumpkin seed. I know I do. Um so this one's not free too. Um, but so you can use any nut butter and then you melt coconut oil for and all the elimination dieters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the people with nut, nut allergies. Free, gluten-free, sugar-free. I know. Vegan. Um, but wait, okay, so a nut butter, coconut oil, mm, then what else did I add? Oh, coconut flour. So there's that's giving it a little bit. I mean, you can tell that. And then, so I added monk fruit because I wanted a little bit sweeter than just the powders. And then I added two tablespoons of the matcha blend i mean how cool it's so good and it's energizing and brain boosting so good i know i could eat it for dessert or in the morning mm-hmm. yeah so- i do feel like when you make things like this at home and even even if you are grabbing to eat because you're stressed or you want something more de- dense because you're sad or something like that having the adaptogens as part of the snack will will elevate you yeah completely I mean, I feel the difference. It's like building in wellness. And I think it's another good way to just like give yourself that self-love. Like you're not just nourishing your body, but you're, you recognize Mm -hmm. that you want to feel clearly. (laughs) 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 You reckon, you know, you're like, oh, I, my body's telling me right now that I need some more energy. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going, instead of giving it coffee, like I'm going to give it, you know, a matcha energy ball right Mm -hmm. now. It's just that I love it so much. Yeah, and so these the chocolate has the cacao. I think it's a really good thing to have at night. The the 
cacao blend because it has uh, reishi is also really good for stress relief. All mm-hmm. of the blends have ashwagandha and reishi, which are just such amazing all around adaptogens for any time. They're mm-hmm. both stress relieving and very soothing. So reishi is a mushroom. Yeah, reishi is a mushroom. Doesn't um, ashwagandha grow in some sort of like terribly harsh condition or something? Yes, and that's why it's so good. That's why it's so strong at helping to Adapt. Like, relax you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, and then, I mean, this granola, was it was so funny. I made it um, just one morning. I was wanting something. And again, it's like so one of those the, things that I think, why not just add, why don't, like, I mean, I freaking add these blends to everything, <laughs> you know? Like, why you wouldn't do. you want to add something that tastes good with adaptogens? You're a freak. Yeah. I mean, I, when I have the bags at my house, I use them for lattes and then they're gone. Yeah. And I, I don't have it. time to like use them for other things because yeah. it's like. Well, you know me in the kitchen. It's crazy. <laughs> time consuming. <laughs> no, it's good. It's my creative energy. What's the thing with the butters? So the butters, I mean, I, so I eat coconut butter all the time, plain. I eat it with a spoon. I also, all the time, you know, That's I eat cool. things with a spoon. Um, <laughs> the almond butters. Um, anyway, so I, I, I use it in drink. Like if I want a latte, I want it a little creamier. I'll add coconut butter. So mm-hmm. I use it all the time. So the other day I thought, why wouldn't I want, why wouldn't I put, you know, one of the blends in it? And so I did, this is turmeric butter. Um, and then so you blended coconut butter. I with melted coconut butter, and then I just added the blend into the coconut butter, and I just stirred it so easy. So and then you it gets added hard. the turmeric blend with the mushrooms and the adaptogens into the coconut butter. So now I have stress relieving <laughs> coconut butter. And what do you think you're going to do with it? So sometimes I'll melt it. I did. I have a picture of this on my Instagram because I did this the other day. I've been really into cherries and <laughs> <laughs> I wanted what a uh, rebel <laughs> <laughs> crazy. No. Um, but you know, when you just like crave a different fruit, so <laughs> cherries have been my thing. Um, so I melted it and put it on the cherries. That seems super random, but it was delicious. I melted. It was the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. My eyes were like so good. Captivated by it. It was you can so put it on, vibrant. You can put it on toast. If you eat toast, you can put it on. It's funny, like, I mean, I use coconut butter all the time. What do you use it for? For some reason, I used I would use it in smoothies, but I haven't really if used I'm it for anything else. If I'm going to be honest, I eat it with a spoon, mostly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want a snack, and I, I tend to, like, eat the healthy fats as mm-hmm. my snack. So that's that's how I use it the most. Um, otherwise, drizzling it on things. <laughs> Melting it, drizzling it on things. With a spoon or a drizzle. Right. Is there anything else that people can use coconut butter for in cooking? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you wanted something. Like what would that, come to mind if you were going to put coconut butter with like a savory like A food? savory? Yeah. Um, can, you can't really use it like coconut oil. No, you can't use it like coconut oil. It would be something that you were wanting creamier. So it may, it may be a sauce, like a savory sauce that you just wanted to add I mean, obviously, like coconut milk is really good for adding that creaminess. Yeah. But um, if you wanted some sort of thicker sauce, I on, I think about it more with desserts um, for yeah. making because it does seem like you could scoop that in for making like a thicker yeah. chocolate sauce, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I I mean, it's a really good thing, and and really, it's a good snack <laughs> with a spoon. <laughs> with okay. a spoon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Health advice. Do you think about making butters with our blend? Yeah. Um, 
We haven't really played with that one as much. We have ideas for um, other types of little snack foods. Mm -hmm. Collagen's obviously all the rage these days. Mm -hmm. Um, We're kind of toying with ideas with using collagen. Yeah, we definitely have other ideas. We're um, changing our manufacturing up a little bit to, yeah, to get into a bigger facility. Mm -hmm. And so once that happens, then yeah, a lot, a lot of different things will happen with the blends. We're also going to start doing single serve packs. That's such a good idea. I know. Right? I love that idea. Me too. I know so much. I mean, for traveling, that's a really, really just good idea. Pour it into and so people can try them. <clears throat> yeah. No, definitely is our samples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's next on our agenda. Amy also has. I don't know if she want me saying, but whatever. She <laughs> she's. I mean, I should. She has a baby blend. So since she has a baby, she came up with one that helps with lactating, like when you're trying to increase your milk supply. Um, That's great. I know. So it's a tea. So it's not for the baby. No. It's it's for for the the moms. moms. Yeah. It's for the mom who's trying to increase her milk supply. But it tastes amazing. It's a a rose. It has... um, it's like a, it's a, I can't remember what we're calling it. Um, a vanilla rose it's, and it's pink. Mm. Mm. Yeah. She was like, I have to come out with a blue one now. Um, for moms, oh but it's, it's delicious. So she fully has that one. I perfected it a little bit, but, um, that's yeah, exciting. Once we get into the manufacturer. Yeah. Cause that's just something that it's needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, moms definitely one need support yeah, on many different that. levels. Yeah. Um, so how are you managing and like what, you're, you're doing this, you're doing coaching, you're writing, you're doing recipes, you're doing all the social media. What yeah. else am I not mentioning mm-hmm. that you're doing? No, you mentioned the big ones. Um, do you feel, do you ever feel like, cause I, I feel like the more honest I am with myself, the more <clears throat> I kind of sometimes feel like, okay, I need to take a break from this. Like, but it, it doesn't feel at first it'll feel painful, but it's like, Right. I just have to, I'm not inspired on this project right now. Totally. So, so with, I had that experience, I was doing like a weekly dinner program and I mm-hmm. was making food. Shit. I've been, every time I see it, I'm like, I really want that. I know. So, and I loved it for a while um, because I felt like I was making really, you know, delicious quote unquote gourmet meals for Mark and I. And that I was like, why? I mean, I love doing it for yeah. the two of us, but I, but I just thought, Oh, I can do this for more people. Like more people should get to, you know, have good food. And I knew that it was something that people needed. Yeah. I did it for a while and I, it started to just, I would have to go shopping on Monday and then it, w- it would take like a lot of my, I was doing it Tuesdays. It would take a lot of my Tuesdays yeah. and I felt like I wasn't making it with love as much anymore. And you know, like I'm, that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was something that I, I let go of last week was my, no, yeah, this week was the one, the first one that I didn't do it. Um, and th- I mean, those people were sad that I was doing it for. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And so I just let it go. And I, and I, and I did have to, I had to connect with that and just think, yeah, I just, I need to drop this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that, um, so that was something I let go of. Otherwise for me, I have to like block my, like break my schedule into blocks mm-hmm. and do one thing on one day. So like, I have like a latte, p- a powder day, which of course I'm <laughs> going to- such that you've always been that I type know, of person. And I have to. And cause I, cause I went through a period where I was like, no, I don't like, I can just do emails as they come. <laughs> no, did mm-hmm. not work. Cause then I become a basket case and markets home. And I'm like, oh my God, I've done so much today. This yeah. is like a, I, I, I can't even- It's not balanced for it's you. It's not balanced. Mm-hmm. And so- of course, I'm replying to like some emails that were, that that have to do with lattes on the days that aren't my like latte days. But yeah. but that's been 
really, really significant for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I do it that way. And then I wake up really early. Mm-hmm. I like write in the morning. I You eat right in the morning? Is that what you said? No, I write. Oh, write early yeah. in the morning. Okay. And it's crazy. <clears throat> Honestly, when I go back and read something I wrote in the morning, it's like a different level than something I write later in the afternoon. And I had to like see that to realize that, that it's like, a, I swear it's a different person. It's like some stuff is coming to me from I don't even know where versus the same day later in the afternoon. Where I'm like, Well, I think that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because every day has an energy. Every moment has a different energy than the next. Mm-hmm. So- of course. And like talking, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but you were just talking about moms and babies. And I was reading this the other day for someone else who's has a baby, not me, obviously. But the breast milk has different hormones mm-hmm. in it depending on the time of day that you um, pump or breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So you really shouldn't breastfeed in the morning and then give that to your kid at night. You should give it to them the next morning. And so it makes so much sense. Like what you're saying, even on a physiological level, that the information would be different because energetically you're so different from the morning to the night, which is necessary for you to be energized during the day and to be prepared to go to sleep at night. Yeah. But maybe like some of the, maybe you'll find that some afternoon writings would be more grounded or maybe like more connected to that frequency or vibration. So if you were ever going to write maybe a novel or mm-hmm. about your experience, maybe that works better in the afternoon yeah. and more of like your inspired thought in the morning, maybe. No, that's know. totally true. I think that that's a whole other thing. You just have to connect with yourself like that and, mm-hmm. and you know, have that recognition. And so for me, like knowing that, I'm like, I'm definitely going to get up early. I mean, I, I have a whole morning Thing that I do, but I can't even imagine. But it is it a list, Emily? No, it's not a list. But I mean, it's a it's a pretty serious morning practice. That's not ser- <laughs> it's not serious is the right word because it feels very relaxing. But writing is part of what it. What is it? Just just say it. So I wake up and I do some sort of movement. So mm-hmm. I do some sort of um, yoga. I normally do. Do you wait until Mark leaves? No, 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 no. This is many hours before he wakes up um, <laughs> because I like to be there when he I I make him a bulletproof coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have been, I make him lunch um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'll do the night before. I in feel the like morning. you love that. I do. Because, again, it's the whole like I want him to feel good. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he works in an area where there's just and not you really love great food. food. Right. Like, why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. So no, so yeah, I, I I know that I need to get up earlier. I want I love the morning so mm-hmm. much. I really do. It's like my happy time. Um, so I wake up and I do some sort of movement. Uh, it's normally just some sort of flow yoga, or kundalini, um, some sort of yoga. And then so right now I'm reading A Course in Miracles. So I'm normally mm-hmm. reading something, and I'll read. I mean, I'm reading two different things. So I'll read a part of a book, and then I'll journal mm-hmm. on really kind of just how I'm feeling. But um, I mean, I have some books that have like journal prompts. um, Mm -hmm. So I'll just write in some way. So flow, read, write. Right. That into that, then I'll be to the, to the point where I go downstairs. (laughs) Sanity. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I mean, think most of those are sanity established. Yeah. Complete sanity. I go upstairs in what I call my space and I light Palo Santo. I put on, I always put on um, like I have different Spotify tracks that are just really soothing music 
I have a salt lamp. I mean, it feels really, really peaceful Mm -hmm. every morning. And it's, I mean, I just don't even know what I would do without it. It's awesome. I've read many times, and this is for men too, that a minimum um, of three hours per day should be spent on just you. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first time that someone told me that, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding. Right. There's no possible way. Now, I, I mean, I for sure could accomplish that very simply, but without having kind of integrated it, it did seem yeah, very three overwhelming. Hours seems, it even seems a lot to me. Um, but you probably have, how long does, that probably takes I'm getting you two, like hours two hours in the morning. Yeah, and, and then, then, I don't know that I'd give a whole another hour. I, I mean, probably, like throughout the day at different points. I will say that I also am one of those people that I have to get up at some point during the day and just do something different. So we've talked about this before. Like I have a rebounder and mm-hmm. I will, and I jump on that. It's so amazing. Like, for people who you need to go walk, do something else. So I probably, I'm getting three hours. Um, I mean, I take baths at night sometimes too. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think about Mark, no way he's getting, he oh yeah, no way he's getting three hours. Mm-hmm. It's, and I mean, so many people, you know? Mm-hmm. The guy who I think Mark would like him as well. His name I think is Jesse Itzler mm-hmm. and he's married to the woman who uh, started Spanx. The company, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's very entrepreneurial as well. And he's from New York. He sounds like a New York business person. Yeah. So guys really connect to his energy because he's so action oriented. Yeah. But something, I mean, he's, and he's a very mathematical person. He used to like tell people, he used to be known by the 100 mile man because he ran 100 miles and he's very into statistics. Wow. So he's, he's, annotated or he's he's figured out how many like the percentage of people who complete that and he's just a very big numbers person and so he uh, broke down a 24-hour day and said you get eight hours of sleep if you go to work for eight hours that leaves six or seven additional hours and then you do three hours for yourself and then whatever else Mm -hmm. but um He's, a, he's definitely about optimizing time, but for your life resume, not just for yeah, your business work. or work. And I think that that's really important for men. I like, I've been- It's so important. Well, everyone, but, yeah. but men especially, I feel they're, it's so easy for them to fall back into what society says is productive and appropriate, which is all yeah. masculine all taking action, mm-hmm. none of this contemplation, none of this connection. Exactly. What the fuck, if we don't like, I was telling someone else this, my friend Michelle, do you remember Michelle? Who used to live on the North Shore and had a juice company there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to her the other day, I'm in a CEO group. Is that which cool? by the end of this, I may not be in it anymore because you can only miss two and oh, I missed God. the first meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. It was just yeah. like, just didn't go. You're going to get the boot. <laughs> <laughs> Every, if you're a minute late, you owe $20. Wait, what? So I called him. I'm on the way to the second meeting and I'm like, I would be out. Dude, quick. I don't even know where I'm going. Like, I'm probably going to be late. Whatever. This so is how I am. you've been late and you've missed one. Well, right. <laughs> it's a really good start. But at the, so at, you know, I definitely apologized and I, I took ownership of, you know, these are your rules and I definitely broke them. Um, at the same time, 
it's very clear that this is not a balanced sort of meeting. Yeah. There are 18 men and three women. Every single minute of the meeting is programmed and all of it has to do with taking action. And so I am definitely inspired in this environment to raise my hand and say, can I teach a breathing exercise or have everyone, you know, do a meditation and not exaggerating the, the moderator of this meeting says that we have to take a vote on whether or not (laughs) they're going to be able to do that. No, a three minute breath work exercise. Wait, so do you resonate with the group? I mean, well, I mean, you know, when I look to the side of me, I see literally 15 pairs of khaki pants and 15 pairs of brown shoes with the ankles crossed in exactly the same way. Ooh, okay. You know, so it's a lot of of rigidity. Yeah. And for some reason, I do feel like there's a purpose in me yeah. being a part of it. So there I'm trying, is. I'm just trying to be myself. Like mm-hmm. my biggest practice for this year is to just be myself in every situation, mm-hmm. to say what I'm feeling, to say what I'm thinking when it, when it feels right and to just be who I am. And so I'm using that, that situation to try to practice that. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear if they take up the, <laughs> Oh my God, that would be so good for them. But I that's know. perfect. And you're in, if nothing else, then your mission could be to, or your purpose could be of being there is to help them, you know, to give or them to that. share the message of Raw Republic or to talk to someone about juice. Yeah, it'll come through. Absolutely. And it always does. But yeah, it's funny. Wow. To see myself in that room from an outsider's perspective. I look in and I'm like, you have on like a flared pair yeah. of khakis and like, which are also doubling as yoga pants and like you just do not (laughs) physically, physiologically, you don't look like you, there was no sunlight. Oh my gosh. I know. It's everything that I've (laughs) run away from for so long. But at the same time, I don't know. It's brought an acceptance of it as well. I, I never don't look back on my corporate experience with appreciation yeah. For so many aspects of it. Yeah. And so it's a reminder of that. And then I don't know. We'll see. But I'm glad I got to mention that because I'll, I will be taking people through the the CEO group and, and how far I make it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm glad that everyone got to meet you for the first time officially. Me too. I ate so many of those cookie balls and so much of that coconut butter. Every time I see you, I eat so much coconut butter. I don't know how you do it. I know. I don't know. I don't. Some I don't, of us need more healthy fats than others. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm on the on the high end of it. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. But um. Yeah. So you you put really good content out there everywhere. So we'll we'll tag Glowflow Chefs and we'll tag your e leaf as well on Instagram. Thank you. That's your maiden name. E- it's Eli Foster. Oh, I it is? I don't even know what you said. Um, is it Eli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foster's is it? in it. I think it's Eliff 3 No, that was my old one. Oh, you changed it. You're confusing people. Okay. Well, we're going to tag it. Yeah. People never need to write it down because we always tag Instagram right, handles, right, right. so we'll tag it and then yeah, we'll tag awesome. the Glowflow website as well and um, we sell it here at Raw Republic. You sell it on your website and... Um, Soon to be Amazon. 
Holy shit, that's huge. Yeah, that's gonna be after the facility change. But um, but yeah, no, we're working on it right now. That's exciting. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll tag everything and then you just stay updated with Emily. And if you have health questions, she's putting out some really good Ask the Health Coach series right now as well. So just bottom line, just stay tuned in to the the twins that are Glowflow Chef and Emily, especially. And if you guys have any questions, you can DM them to us for this episode and we'll get you in touch with Emily. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Raw Republic and my wellness space, The Space. And we have some amazing events and amazing products always happening here. Hopefully you get a chance to check us out. And if you're local, Emily and I are actually teaching a class together this Saturday, September 15th, called Dosing with CBD and Adaptogens. She's going to have some amazing samples of Glowflow Chef's smoothies and lattes. We're going to be making chocolate. We're going to be talking about CBDs and adaptogens. You don't want to miss this. It's super inexpensive for everything that you're getting as part of this class. It's going to be really fun. It's a $20 class. I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you at Raw Republic. Also, a special thanks to Esplanade Studios for sponsoring this podcast. Have a great week, everyone.